0: The Consumer Toolbox is a key source of information, providing consumers with the tools they need to gain and keep control of their consumer empowerment. Each year, consumers lose millions of their hard-earned money to scams, fraud, identity theft or unfair and deceptive business practices. It can happen with a simple telephone call, an email, letter or text, which may seem authentic or legitimate, and the consumer reacts quickly and provides their personal, bank, or credit card information. You see, it's instances such as these when education is the best prevention. For this reason, Milagros brings to you the Consumer Toolbox. Each episode of the Consumer Toolbox will empower you with knowledge so that you can make informed decisions. You'll gain confidence and learn to avoid making on-the-spot decisions when making purchases, visiting websites, and downloading applications or clicking on website links. The goal is for you to allow your consumer power to kick in so that you can stop and exit when you suspect a scam, fraud, or a misleading business practice. Are you in the market for a new car? Did you know that there's more to buying a car besides test driving one? In this episode, you'll learn how you can get the buying power you need when purchasing your next car. I will also share some helpful tips to help you decide when it's time for you to walk away from a bad car or a bad deal. So let's get started. Let me be honest here. The difference between a fresh lemon and a lemon car is that the lemon car does not have enough juice to get you far, sometimes not even enough to get it to pass the mandated state inspection due to safety or emissions-related defects. You may not know this, but auto-related sales complaints tend to be the leading complaint for consumers. Many of the individuals who have problems with their new cars could have avoided them with the necessary tools needed to make an informed purchase. When you're ready to buy a car, the first thing you must do takes place in your home before physically shopping for a car. Yes, you heard right, before you go shopping. One very important factor is the budget. We often tend to forget that it's not just the car loan payment you must make if you plan on financing the vehicle, that is, but also the total cost for having the vehicle on the road. Let's go over some of those expenses. There's the insurance premium. Did you know that you can call your insurance agent or company to ask for the estimated cost to insure a particular car? If you provide them with the year, make, and model, they can tell you more or less what you can expect to pay for insurance. If the car model is on a high theft list, expect to pay more, just as you would if the vehicle is a sports car. Why? Because it's more likely to get stolen or you're more likely to speed. get a ticket then there's the yearly excise tax bill from your city or town which most individuals tend to forget about the amount of the bill is based on the value of the car the newer and more expensive the car the higher the bill is going to be let's not forget the cost of gas you'll need to keep the car running how much driving do you normally do how many miles do you drive to work each day how many miles per gallon does the car take While the gas prices are currently lower than they've been in the past, you should always be prepared for an unexpected price hike. You may also want to take into consideration whether the car takes premium gas or regular unleaded. Many newer models, sports cars, or import models require a higher octane. Remember that those dollars and miles can add up pretty fast. Now, let's move on to the vehicle's maintenance cost. Unless you're planning on buying a brand new model, or a gently used one that still has remaining manufacturer warranty, you can expect to pay a hefty price for auto repairs. This mostly applies to import models or cars with high odometer reading, meaning the older the car, the more wear and tear on the vehicle's original parts. Some of the newer or more expensive models require that parts be replaced with original ones. It is not uncommon for aftermarket parts to not resolve a problem such as those that are emissions related. Now, let's turn the wheel to the tires. Keep in mind that SUV models, which are very popular today, typically take a bigger tire. So, the bigger the tire, the more expensive the cost is going to be for you to replace them. Mm -hmm. Then there's the oil changes. Some import cars don't require an oil change as often as domestic cars, but the cost of synthetic oil can be costly. I think by now you understand why your budget matters just as much as the price of the car. Moving on, I think it's equally important that you understand how the interest rate on a car loan works. So let me go over some of those important facts. If you're planning on financing the vehicle, Be sure to first review your credit report and FICO score to determine if a lender will consider you to be credit worthy. Meaning, are you trustworthy enough to make your car payments each month and on time? It will also give you an idea of what annual percentage rate you may qualify for and what amount you can expect your payments to be each month. You may want to consider applying for an auto loan at your local bank or credit union to get a much lower rate and get locked in. Once you know what you can afford, you'll avoid looking at cars that are not within your budget. If you're paying cash for the car, that's even better, wiser too. Once you have your budget and finances in order, then you need to narrow your decision to the vehicle you wanna buy. To avoid high-pressure sales tactics or giving into impulsive buying temptation, it is best for you to first do your browsing online for the vehicles available at your local dealers. One important thing for you to know is that there is no three-day recession when buying a vehicle. Another important factor is that you will be protected by the Lemon Laws of the state where the vehicle is purchased, not the state of your residency or where the vehicle is going to be registered. In other words, if you live in Massachusetts but you buy the car in Connecticut, you're going to be covered under Connecticut Consumer Protection Regulations. Once you have narrowed it down to a few choices, check the vehicle's Kelly Blue Book market value as well as that of your trade-in. You can do that on kbb.com. Print the information to take with you to the dealer so that you and the dealer are on the same page when negotiating the price of the car. With so many vehicles being recalled these days, it is recommended that you check the vehicle's reliability and safety rating. If you go on the website for the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, that's nhtsa.gov, you can review complaints on its database and check for their ratings. This could make or break your decision to buy a particular vehicle once you are aware of pre-existing complaints. Let me go over the important steps one more time just to make sure you got this straight. 1. Set your car budget. 2. Get pre-approved for a car loan at your local credit union or bank. 3. Research the safety and dependability ratings of the particular car you're interested in buying. Now you're ready to go shopping. Oh no, wait, not yet. You can't until you ask a family member or friend to go with you. Preferably ask someone who not only knows about the mechanics of a car, but one who will be your backbone or support team and stop you from making an uninformed or rushed purchase. Okay, so now you're ready to go shopping. I know all too well that when you first step foot into a dealership, The first question you're going to be asked is, besides how are you doing today, is the tricky question or are the tricky questions. One being, how much money do you want to spend on a car? The second one, what do you want your payments to be? Wait, don't answer those questions. Why? Because your answers will determine which car they want to sell you as well as the price of that car. I suggest you keep communication in a professional and business-like manner. After all, you are there to buy a car, not for the dealer to give you a car. I know some of this may sound a bit harsh, but I'm only sharing this with you because I know just that education is the best prevention from buying a lemon or buying something you're not going to be happy with. I know how true this is, having already bought many cars in my lifetime. Assuming you find a car on the lot that you wish to take for a road test, there are a few things you must do before driving off for your road test. You are going to want to check under the hood for oil or fluid leaks. Oh, and don't forget to check the gas gauge to make sure the car has at least a quarter tank of gas. Most dealers are known for keeping the gas tank near empty to avoid you from taking the car for a far-distance ride. A short road test will not allow you enough time to detect any potential problems. I would rather have you ask the dealer to put a little bit of gas in the car or for you to go into your own pocket so that you can take the car for a nice long drive and get a really good feel of the car. Unfortunately, buyer's remorse is not a valid reason either for you to return the car once you purchase it. Now, you'll wanna take the car on the highway, you're gonna wanna drive up a steep hill, make a few U-turns, oh, and go over a few bumps as well. While doing all this, be sure to keep the radio off and the vent on low so you can listen to the car tell you a story in the form of loud noises, hissing, rattling, and knocking. I think you get the point. If you are satisfied with how the car handled and performed, Be prepared to make the first offer and negotiate the price of the car upon returning to the dealer. Before agreeing to anything, make sure that you let the dealer know that you want to have the car checked by your personal mechanic. Now, you want to ask your mechanic to put the car on a lift to check for undercarriage corrosion. Many flood cars are making their way here and are already on dealer's lots. You may want to avoid signing anything until you are 100% confident with the quality and dependability of the car. Better yet, go home and sleep on it. Don't give in to pressure. Remember that there are other cars and dealers out there if this particular one is not the best investment for you. As a good friend once said to me, there's always another train coming. But for now, I say to you... Stay safe, be well, and be sure to stay well-informed. Until next time. I hope you enjoyed this episode and feel empowered. Please share your feedback, comments, or questions by emailing them to theconsumertoolbox at gmail.com.